Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Snake Eyes. One Storm Shadow. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. It's episode 145. I am too loud to be a ninja. Yeah. I mean, we and for all you out there, we did discuss how Snake Eyes does not talk, mm-hmm. but that you that joke does not work over audio format. Not yeah, he, ASL, not a good medium for podcasting. ASMR, though. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> we are discussing Zero Year and Nerd Boy Book Club, Batman Zero Year, issues 18 through 33, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, origin, the new origin of Batman. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk the about bat, it. The bat origin, if you will. I don't know. I don't do that. That's no, we don't. Are you sure? I'm positive. That is another thing you can keep in your helicopter to fight octopuses and sharks. What? I, this is like the second time I've made this reference. And you still don't get it. No, I don't. I'm referencing the the, the Batman 66 movie. Oh. Nice. Where they had shark repellent in the helicopter. Shark and octopus repellent in the helicopter. Well, Famously so. Batman... He's, you know, he's known for his preparation. He is so prepared. It's almost like a, a plot device. It's amazing. Almost like they use that. There's as... a, there is a, there's a Twitter you should follow that is uh, Batman sixty six signs. I've... It's just they they post a picture and then type out the text of whatever weird sign someone made for that show, and it's delightful. I may do that. That yes. There's a lot of things. They made a lot of really weird signs for Batman sixty six. Before we talk before we get into bat helicopters, apparently, we're gonna talk about comic books that came out this very week. Are you ready? We're gonna talk about bat dirigibles later. Uh, well yeah, bat dirigibles. Um it is time for weekly floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show where Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books to tell you to buy or do not buy them. There may or may not be a mush meter involved. goes from one to five. First book, Black Panther, number two. Written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, Art Brian, Selfries, Colors, Laura Martin, Letters, Joe Sabino. Design, Manny Medeiros. Uh, we are both very enthusiastic about issue number one. Has your opinion changed whatsoever on issue number two? Well, you know, now that I've read... Um... Uh, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Hey, spoiler! This is uh, Shh, it's a surprise. It's 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 not doesn't it surprised me? <laughs> um, it has ruined me for all other comics. Oh, has it? No, you know I I I do enjoy this book. It is still like possibly the best looking comic on the shelf. It is certainly well done and compelling. I am. It's. Just, I think it's just because I am not familiar with these characters. Like just a a recap page and look. It's just this is a a lot for me to absorb all at once. 
Like I don't I, I I am having a little hard time following what's going on here. Are you are you more well versed in this? Are well, you I don't following I, what's I don't, going on. I think that he is creating some of some of these things I don't think are mm-hmm. I am not well versed in Black Panther lore. I will I will say that right away. I've read a limited amount of Black Panther comics. Uh I'm fairly certain some of this is him creating characters. Mm-hmm. And some of it is using established canon and then kind of spinning it in a direction he wants to. Uh, I I basically understand what's going on. Uh, there's a few things that I'm a little hazy on, mm-hmm. but I kind of like it that way. I kind of I'm like when I read finished writing this comic, I'm like, wow, I, I'm he. There was a lot of balls in the air. You know, mm-hmm. he is juggling like seven different things happening all at once. Like the two, uh, you know, the two uh, royal guard members who've been exiled, who are now hunting down rapists and slavers, I guess. And then mm-hmm. and Black Panther dealing with this sort of dead, half dead sister, and him. The I don't know. I, I, I always. It's a very delicate line about like here. I want to introduce a lot of plot points and then balance them all, and then and getting right over that line, and you know being things hazy. I think the the part I was most confused by at first was that scene in the college with the mm-hmm. professor, but I yeah. I that I believe that shaman dude was the guy helping that woman in issue 1, the uh the uh witch Black Panther called I forget I don't know for she has a name, I just don't remember what it is. The one who can like influence minds. I think the shaman guy is on her team. Um but I really really like this. This is like you're right. It looks amazing for one. It's it 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 kind of crushes my soul. It looks so good. It's like, well, I'll literally never draw anything this nice. <laughs> and it's really really good. It is really good. And I I always like any story that can really com- really like tell a compelling story about a king and his struggle to rule. And like it's inherently fascinating a lot of the times. And this is really I. I really like this. So I, I'm, I, I agree with you that there are a little, it just, I think it is a byproduct. The fact that there are so many things happening, mm-hmm. it's hard to, I think it will be better in trade. Um, it probably will, but it's still, it, I, it, there's a lot of stuff. I know I would, I would almost prefer it to, to go slower and I, I don't know, do less, but it. I would rather it baby me a little bit, but I definitely don't have a problem with what it is and the way it's written. It's, I don't know, it's at least, it's got its own voice, and it's very clear about what it is, and I like these things about it. It's, it's that's always kind of, it. Black Panther and um, you know, his, his whole world has always seemed like a, a Marvel universe within the universe, much like the Inhumans, or um, I don't know, X Men as well, I suppose. Yeah, X Men too. Yeah, Wakanda. I couldn't think of Wakanda. I, I don't know. I guess my only real complaint is I kind of wish they had told all of this in forty pages instead of twenty-five, because I think they could have held my hand a little bit more. Do you think any of it is a, is a product of them being concerned that the comic will not last? Oh God! I sincerely hope not. Well, I mean, um, I mean, I, I could see how this would be threatened, but I, 
This, I, I mean, it like is not. It is doing very well as of now. Yeah. I'm not saying that it. I'm just saying like no Black Panther comics have lasted very long. Right. I. Well, this is this is certainly the moment for it. I mm. think there's. I, I don't know. It seemed like there has been an outcry for this this book in particular. I don't know. People have been. Well, the, the first the first issue sold out. And yeah. And went to a second printing. Um. I and I, I, I may sell out again. Um. All my concerns about if uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates could, could like, com- he's obviously a very talented writer. Mm-hmm. If he could take that in a different form in a comic book, if he could do that, I have no doubt. Like, he is obviously ex- ex- with. I'm I'm certain that uh, Stelfreeze is helping him because he's a veteran. But I, this is a, a very well written comic book. On top of it looking beautiful, like he's, it's not like he's clumsy. Mm. about you know uh, i don't know how like how to frame the pa- you know how to have panels and then narrative and all that stuff mixed together i think it's done really well i'm gonna buy mm. Mm. yeah it's terrible <laughs> buy it <laughs> yeah no, this book's delightful so double buy black panther number two our next book is vision number seven uh written by tom king uh guest artist on this one michael walsh i guess uh, uh walter Gabriel Hernandez Walter has to sleep occasionally. Uh, colors by Jordi Belair. Letters by Clayton Cowles. Uh, this is a, with a guest artist, this is it is sort of a, kind of, in, it's encapsulated. The first arc kind of wrapped up at number issue six. I mean, I believe, I mean, it's going to continue into this second, because pair of six issues that come, Tom King's at, off this book after issue 12. But this is kind of a, so like a singular story within this issue. It is not ne- it necessarily tied into what is happening in the vision proper, aside from the fact that it, it it kind of just sets the stage, honestly. It's almost like the prequel for this. Um, what did you think, Eric? You haven't been reading... I've been reading Vision. I you, I don't know if you, you've you read up any any after... Uh, I think we only read the first issue. For we the... read two to three of them. Okay. I probably, I, probably just two. I don't remember. But what did you think about this? I, I mean, I found this interesting. I'm glad that I read it. I think... I don't know. It's... It's... It's peculiar and it uh, it is peculiar yeah i mean it i I don't i think i I found it very haunting um mm -hmm. because of what i has happened in the first six issues and what is kind of revealed you know what has happened to vision what has happened to his family and what we kind of learn has who his new wife is modeled is modeled after the scarlet witch and Mm -hmm. just the what the hell was that Angry, I got a cat. What is it? Oh, there's a cat outside. I think. Um, there's a cat outside. It's meowing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm with the uh, events of issues one through six. This, I, this relationship of his, him and Scarlet, which told in this fashion, is very. It, if they're gonna do a guest artist in this way, I think this is the perfect way to do it. You know, it is. It's only him. I he and I. I do like the art in this. Um, mm-hmm. And it set. It's mostly set in flashback, and it sets the stage for what we've. It it has cast new light on all those issues I just read. It makes me want to reread them with this knowledge in mind, um, which is I. I'm, I'm guessing what they're going for. Uh, is it? Did you? Is it any peculiar in a bad way to you? Any... No, it's. I do feel a little bit out of the loop. I mean, it is. It's very interesting and bittersweet. I. I don't know. I. I. I have been fascinated 
with this vision story, I am, um, I don't know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Mr. King, you know? Yeah, he's, he's lighting it up. He, he has. It bothers me that basically, like, what, what number? This was seven? Yeah, this is basically ending at what, 12? 12, yeah, 12 issues. Yeah, that's, that's really sad. I, I, as long as it is a complete story, I'm, I, I, there's going to be, I'm sure that someone else will continue telling a vision story. I hope they get a, a, a someone who is, uh, I don't know. This story will always be there at least, you know, and at least he's telling a com- the complete, he said he always had a 12 issue arc. And then after that, if things continued, he would, cause who know? I mean, I don't know if there was, I'm sure there was also concern that a vision comic would last 12 issues. You know, he's not the sexiest character. Uh, my only, I, and this is not really anything wrong with Tom King, or it, it is, this comic just kind of brings it to light, the issues with Scarlet Witch as a character. I think her her new book is basically sweeping all that stuff away, but for a long time, she was that, oh, she's a lady and she's crazy. Hmm. And b- then because she had these reality-altering powers, like, she... Like she became like literally, she's the reason that there were no more mutants. That was it was mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, and like it was mm-hmm. all because she went crazy and she couldn't accept the fact that her she didn't have children and all that. And like it's that tired trope of the the quote unquote crazy woman is centuries old in fiction. And I don't know. I don't know if it's. I, it makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable, even though it. I'm like it is canon. Mm-hmm. Marvel canon that, that this is what has happened and I, I don't know it just makes me feel a little uneasy because it I think it's it's foundation is in a problematic problematic trope um, I don't know well, it's like Shakespeare said bitches be crazy <laughs> yes we all know that I, I believe that was in uh, King Lear right mm-hmm. King yeah, Lear clearly. yeah yeah I think he actually used it twice. It was in Caesar, Julius Caesar as well. Mm-hmm. He just repeated himself so much. I mean, I mean, if you're going to steal from someone, you might as well steal from yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm a buy on Vision 7. I'm a buy on this entire series. I've been reading the entire time. It's. A, it's <laughs> I'm going to have to catch up. It's, um, I think more than anything, reading this makes me sad that I've missed so much of it. It well, I, it, it, I, I have been reading so little of it. I actually thought it was called the Visions, and that was just on the cover of like the second issue or something. Like it's been called Vision this whole time. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's about it is about the yes, Visions. It is about the family, which is why I thought it was called that. That would be actually be kind of if they changed the name after like the first arc and just mm-hmm. changed it to the Visions. I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be against that. Um, yeah, this actually, I mean. After reading this issue, the, those first six will be different to you, I think, just because it, it changes your perspective a little bit. I'm, I might go back and read them again. I mean, they're that good. They are really good. Um, double buy, vision number seven. There's also, okay, I, before we move on, mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was a cow person in the Marvel Universe. Okay. This was, is... They're at the dinner table, and there's a cow person. Okay. Bova how, Ars- did I, how did I gloss over this? I'm going back to that page. And on the introductions page, I, I guess the high evolutionary mm-hmm. created this person, this cow man or cow lady. Cow lady? Cow lady. Yeah, I, I, I completely went past this. But I did not know it. she existed. 
I just Bova wanna, a Shire, yes. And one of and the that dude next to the cow lady looks like Jack Kirby. Um, mm-hmm. That's ex- yes, it does. The wizard looks like Jack Kirby. Um, but double by vision number seven. I just wanted to mention the cow lady. It seems strange that that exists. Marvel continuity is strange. Next up is another issue two, is House of Penance issue two. Peter J. Tumasi, story and words, Ian Bertram on art, Dave Stewart colors, Nate Picos of Blambot on letters. Uh, the first issue of this is was bonkers. The second issue of this is bonkers. Mm. It feels slightly less bonkers, but it's still it's still a bunch of what the fuck. I still like it, though. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm actually probably more on board for this after issue two. Because it is, I, I just, I like it, I don't know, it, I guess it kind of explains why she's constantly redesigning the house, because of the weird red mm. tubies. Weird red tubies, yes. I don't know how else to describe them. I think that works. You know this art, I mm. called it like Edward Gorey before, but I think it's, it's kind of a weird midpoint. Between Raphael Grandpa and Michelle Fife, definitely see a lot of Fife in some of these faces. Uh, so, oh, who draws me? Not that uh, this is just me describing it. Uh, this yeah. is not me describing influences, which are different. Yeah, yeah, people will say those things and describe one person with their contemporary, and they're like, of course, I'm, this is not my formulative influence. I don't understand why you're bringing this up, but it does. It it, it it has that similarity. Also reminds me of Nick Batara, who does Manhattan Projects. Mm. It reminds me of that. I could I could I could totally see that. But I don't know, like this weird house and the weird people in it. I this war veteran guy who has come in and wants to be lives in the furnace by himself now. And I I'm very curious to see where this story is going. I it is insane, but. The right kind of insane. It is not, it is a mystery, but it is rather focused. You know, it is about basically the house, the that woman, and the dude, the war vet dude. And that's it. And I feel like I inherently mistrust any mystery that is so grand that it seems impossible to explain. Mm. But when it's a rather, a, a story that's smaller in scope, I'm quicker to trust my, you know, my dollars to it. And this feels, you know, rather small in scope. You know, it's it seems like it's mostly about those three things. I'm a buy. You know, I I would not go out of my way. Um, th- this is, I believe, I did compare it. It's kind of a a Mobius sort of dreamy story, you know, but without that Mobius art, it is really nice looking. This is the kind of book that I would probably pick up a trade of. I I I don't know. Like this is not I don't think this is going to continue to be a book that I have to read month to month. Okay. So it's certainly good and I think it's certainly worth looking at and I think it's a weird non-superhero comic story and I think that kind of thing should be rewarded. I don't know. I feel complicated. I feel nuanced on this I like I could say buy this issue but probably I would not need to buy any more for quite some time do we need a nuance meter I hope not <laughs> we have we have one one meters enough <laughs> I uh 
I, I mean, I, I think I can go a, a pretty confident buy on this, but just say, you know, it, 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 it may not be worth your time to keep going. I think this is more like a kind of book that like I would have a trade on my shelf and be like, look at this weird comic. Look at this really neat artwork that I don't know that I'm hooked into the story and what's happening or the characters. I mean, I do find it interesting and compelling and weird. Does any of that make sense to you? No, I mean, I understand. It's reasonable. Yeah. That's re- I mean, you don't have to. I, I, when I say a, a lot of, th- I think I say buy on a single issue, you know, that's what inherently we're doing for the most part. You know, we're not looking at, hey, this is great in a trade. You know, we try and keep that scope oh, in yeah. mind whenever we review these things. When I, like, I even thought about adding it to our website in some way, like, you know, you know, uh, series we're buying. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like, hey, we're not going to be reviewing these from week to week, but yeah. we're on record as saying we like these a lot, enough to say buy every single issue. You know, and I, just because I'm saying I buy this issue, it's not saying necessarily I'm going to buy every, it, it's a, this is an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason we kind of went to the buy, do not buy scales, because we realized that, uh, mm-hmm. and want to try and say, like, this comic's probably three or four dollars. Is it worth it? And I, I feel like I'm a buy on this, and I probably will be reading. But if you, I'm not gonna. I, I understand when you say like, I'll just wait for the trade. And that's yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. That yeah. I mean, I think I, that's that's a completely. That is, it is lunacy on the part of the industry in that a comic book may not survive if you say, oh, I like it, but I'm gonna wait for the trade. Like it is lunacy that you have to sometimes put your money on every single issue just to, on the hope that there's more of it. Like it is kind of an insane way to, to, to do business. Yeah. And I've been, I've been like, that has been rolling around in my head a lot. I, that, that's a, a very good point. I mean, we would probably still have superior foes of Spider-Man. Were that not the case? We, we get the fix instead. I, I, yeah. you know, I actually probably do like, Spirit of Spider-Man because it has that superhero stuff. I mean, like the Marvel Universe. I I like mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. So I'm not gonna. Um. So double buy on House of Spanish number two. You heard what Eric said. Yeah, it was a lot. You. I mean, you heard him say the thing about the trade thing. So you know, take, keep that in mind. But I'm I'm on board. I, it's completely up to you know. It's your personal whatever. <laughs> He's not me. I'm not him. You know. Let's. It, it, we have done pretty well being separate people. Yep. Our our next comic book. One we have almost um, nothing to disagree with about, I'm sure, is My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number 42, written by Katie Cook, art by Andy Price, colors Heather Breckel, letters Neil Yucatek? I'm That's me guessing. And I I only say this because it's very confusing to me. Edited by Bobby. That is, yeah. Who's Bobby? That is weird. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, before we even get into this comic book, how much experience do you have with My Little Pony, Eric? Do you have any? Someone left one of them at my house in the in the late eighties. But no, no experience with the fiction. No. Never watched the TV show. No. Okay, I'm curious. I was just, I'm not either. I've never watched the show. I'm not. A, uh, we are not bronies. I follow Katie Cook on Twitter. Okay, there you go. That I mean it's adjacent. So, what before you got into this comic? What are what were your thoughts about My Little Pony? I, uh, I I will say that before and I mean the the maybe one or two minutes of the show that I'd watched on YouTube, 
prepared me for this. It was, it's basically, it, it met my expectation exactly. It's, it's a, um, it's a, 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 a cutesy and dumb cartoon for, uh, slightly ADD children that grown men mysteriously love. <laughs> I, yes, I, I'm actually, I'm pretty much right there with you. I, this comic book is not half bad. I'll say that. It did not, no, I, it did not make me want to vomit, no. I feel it's, like it, it, it tells its story. It, what did you think about all the mixed media stuff in it? I thought it was funny. Okay. Um, I thought it was interesting. They made dioramas and a mad fold in and a, a Mike Mignola uh, parody. <laughs> yes. It's really, really strange. All, yeah, also Chuck Jones, also Charles Schultz. It, it's it's a weird pile of weird. It is. I it, I didn't. I had no idea what going into this, what to expect. That's kind of why I wanted us to read it, just so we could have. We have almost zero expectations. I don't know. I would say. I, I don't know. It's. I guess it's a buy for me. I think. I think I'm a buy. I think that's where I'm at. I think this is like it was. This is, this is where it starts, Robbie. Oh no! Next week, checking in. I've watched all of My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. I I like it's it especially for a, a, like an all ages book. I feel like this is a perfect like. There's. I like the fact that it uses all those influences and shows them because a lot of kids don't know those things, and mm-hmm. maybe they'll go seek them out. Uh, or go what? Who, or ask somebody, "What is this? Where is this? Why is this here?" And they'll go, "Oh, that's like from Mad Magazine." And you'll mm-hmm. they'll look at Mad Magazine. Oh, that's from this or from that. And and there's like there's even sections in this where like you're supposed to design your own art and make your own part of the story. Well, children are. I don't. Yes. I don't, I don't think the. Uh, I did not. Uh, I, didn't I did not. I did not cut out and fold up my iPad. I, I did not do that either. Yeah. But. Like it, it's it's competently written. It tells the very small story that it's telling. I don't know these characters at all, but I understood them by the end. They're it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's a cartoon. They're generally not too complex. Um, I for what this is, it is it is like perfectly executed. I'm a buy. I am not going to go out of my way to recommend this to necessarily anyone. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, you know, if you have a small child. You know, I would say a little girl or a little boy that likes things that are girly. This is probably a nice thing to buy them. I, I would certainly echo what Robbie's saying about you know the, the interesting artistic influences. I think it's good to expose young people to those things. I, I would I would say to most of the people that I would normally recommend to. I mean, I would not necessarily recommend this. Does it not mean it's bad? I I don't know. I remember. A couple of other curveballs that you threw in there, like when we read the Scooby Doo comic, mm-hmm. I, like- I legitimately was yeah, I legitimately was surprised by it, and I enjoyed it. Like I, I don't know, this isn't bad. I feel like I'm turning down a dark path if I say bye on this. I think maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's my my hesitancy. I'm- I don't I I don't I have nothing wrong with this. Um, I, it, this is why I, I, I have, this is why I, I chose met, this book. I know you wanted me to have this awkward conversation. <laughs> I have met bronies at uh, at cons, mm-hmm. and you know what? They're 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 fine. I'm you know you be you. I'm a big fan of 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 
people exploring who the hell they are, it creeps me out a little bit. I'm cool. Adults can like things for children. That is perfectly fine. Oh, I yeah, of course. Yeah, I, we I mean, we I, are. I watch, I watch Adventure Time. I watch Steven Universe. I, there's plenty of cartoons. I, that I, I am a huge fan of. I, I think my only uh, complaint is that when those adult fans expect that thing to be catered towards them instead of towards the children first or towards the 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 audience, I when it they expect things to be for them and only them. That is my only caveat. And that is most likely a very small minor vocal minority of any fandom in general. Um, but I, I, are you a buy? Oh, are you no. a do not buy? I think for children, and they probably already know if they want My Little Pony or not. True. You, 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 you know how they feel about this, and you probably also know how you feel about My Little Pony, and that is exactly how you should vote with your dollars. For me, it's it's a no, and it says nothing. It speaks nothing to the quality of this, which I think is very good. But this book is not for me, and I would say don't don't buy it. Next week in Nerdboy Book Club, My Little Pony: Friendship Is Magic, issues one through forty-one. Mm. Why stop at forty-one? Well, there's only forty-one. We, we'll, we will we will we will we will just read all the legacy comics as well. Oh, oh wow. Okay, sounds good. I really. Yeah, I for some reason I'm I don't think they came with comics like the He-Man figures did. I don't I don't know. That is a split decision on My Little Pony Friendship is Magic number 42. Shit's complicated. Ponies. <laughs> our Pet last cult. our last comic of the week is Satellite Falling number 1, written by Steve Horton, art by Stephen Thompson, colors by Lisa Jackson, letters by Neil Yukatega. And uh this time is edited by Sarah Gatos who has a full name. Uh not by Bobby. Not by Bobby. <laughs> Made me think of Bobby's world. Yeah. Of that Bobby mm-hmm. editing a comic. What did you think about this one? Satellite falling, weird, it's like alien, bounty hunter lady story? It's a, it's a, it, God, it reminds me so much of Copperhead. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, Copperhead Red-headed, is... strong, strong female character. What is it with putting fucking redheads in things? There's it's... like... There's like ten redheads on Earth. <laughs> I think it's because it adds a little bit more color to I, a comic. I, I it's like putting it's like manga or uh, it's like anime with pink haired characters. My hair's pink. I must be a central character. My my head's red. My 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 hair is red. I must be a badass female protagonist. I like this book. I'm I'm not trying to knock it. Um, I feel like the line work is a little too delicate, but the art is still really nice. It all works. You know, it reminds me of uh, We Stand on Guard quite a lot. Who is the artist for We Stand on Guard? I want to say Steve Scroche? Scroche? I think I think you're right about that. Steve Scrote Scrotum. I don't. I don't. No, I did not say that. You said that. I can find out. In, in That's moments. a perfectly good. Uh, Steve Scrooge. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, that's a that's a perfectly good nickname for him. Oh God, I'm sure he. Yeah, I'm sure he would love that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he heard it a bunch when he, he was a child. I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, it's a very nice looking book, and it's about weird space lesbian bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, where where do I sign? I can't. <laughs> I, I I can't give you my money fast enough. I mean, really. 
<laughs> I like. I think I like the um, the aliens design in this better than I like the weird Monsters Inc. characters in Copperhead. I think I'm the opposite, actually. Really? Yeah. I just think these are way better drawn. I like the Arties, but I don't. I don't like that weird blobby guy. Those weird blobby guys. I think they look better here. I I think these are like more intricately drawn mm-hmm. and have more like actual like have more design in them. If you want to say that, you know, like there's more to them. But mm-hmm. I still I think I just like the aesthetic of the of the Copperhead aliens. I'm a mushy buy on this. I think. I, f- I find that very strange. I, 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 it's, Ex- it, explain yourself, sir. It's I mean, it look, you're right. It looks very nice, and the story is told uh, fairly well. I just I'm looking like a greater hook. I think I'm looking for something along those lines. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if her like this this bounty hunter, you know, clashing against her handler, her the cop, I guess who's in charge of handling her, who's a sex-changing uh, alien. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if that is enough to hook me. To like, I, I, I kind of want a greater, some kind of grander... Yeah. I know, I think that her struggling with her memories of her girlfriend are probably... I don't know if that's what that is. What like the, That's going to be the greater scope of the stories, or just it's like a personal struggle. I don't know, but... Whatever, I, I kind of need a greater... Some, some, it's not that, that this is, like, perfectly executed in every way. I just... I don't know. I'm like... Uh, I would read a few more issues just to see what's happening and see if it's... If there is something there. But um, this one, I'm like, eh, I'm like a mushy two. I'm like a buy with a mushy two, I think. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I just... I like what it says and what it does in and of itself. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't think it needs to go overboard with some kind of weird hook beyond what it is. I just sort of, it establishes this world in a few characters and it, it gives me like, you know, tension and an expectation of what's going to happen. And I think it, it works for me. It's a little simpler and I like that. And I think it looks beautiful and I don't know, it makes me happy to read it. I'm, I'm glad that this is a book, and I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind. I would, I would, I would definitely keep reading this. So, so hell yeah. So that is a double buy. Satellite falling number one. Mush meter of one. So that's how averages work. Do you read anything else this week, here? Well, I, I mean, some Batman comics. I bet. <laughs> any other new books? I wish. I caught up on I, Southern Bastards. I'm really, really jealous. I don't know why I don't just sit down and read it. I do have, I don't know, I probably, I might have some time today. I might, maybe I should sit down and do that Does and just cry. Roberta has officially arrived. Mm-hmm. I know, I don't, I don't get to read his comics, but I do read all of Jason Latour's updates. <laughs> so I, I figured that that had happened. It's weird that it took all the way to number 14. Well, I, they, I, I think it is appropriate. I feel like it is. I, they it, know what they're doing. The pacing I, has worked yeah. out. I, I am, I'm fine with it. I'm behind it. I don't know. I, the, the, the stories that we read were very much, it was very much a man's story. It was very much about being a man. It's going to be interesting to see this interest, this, this shift. 
Ugh, man, to that his... the issue with Roberta. So, like, I'm fairly certain. I don't know what the next. This is the end of an arc. They're going to take. Mm-hmm. I think they're taking a small break, and then they'll start again, like a lot of image books do. Uh, like, it's basically the saga model, and now a lot of comics have adopted that. Um, I don't know if they're going to pivot to being R- Roberta's going to be the uh, like a perspective character for an arc, another the next arc or something. It seems like that's what they're doing because this is all basically each issue was a different character uh, for this the third arc. You know, you'd have one issue was Esau, one issue was um, Materhead, I believe is the name of his character. Oh, yes. <laughs> Either, you know, it's, it's, I think it's funny that they did that. Yeah. Um, but then this issue is living in the South. Wow. It, you'll... It's pretty, I'll cry. It's rough. It is pretty... It's, I'll, I'll cry. It's, it's awesome, but it's also rough at times. They, they, they know how to get me in the heart guts. Exactly. Um, but I, that's, I, I've not read, uh, Gwenpool yet, although I did buy it. Ready to move on, Eric? You ready to... I'm, I'm, I'm certainly ready to move on. With that, Weekly Flobbies is over. It is time for our next segment. It's time for Checking In. Checking In is the part show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Books, movies, video games. There's other, other things. Recommendations. Things we enjoyed. What you been up to, Eric? I have been uh, slowly rebuilding all of my websites in all of my free time. Oh, my God. So I have a recommendation that no one should use WordPress. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Go on a journey here with me that I actually set up my WordPress original site um, before um, one-click WordPress installations were really a thing. Like, there was no such thing on GoDaddy, and it was only, like, more of the bleeding-edge hosts that did it. So, my, Jesus Christ. So, my, my, my website's just kind of a mess, and I've been sorting things out. Apparently, it's a common thing for... God, how, I forget how many. It was, like, less than 45 megs. Meg, megs of RAM oh, oh, okay. was how much was allocated to the, the website. That's, that's, had, not, that's not a lot. That is not a lot. I did not know that. I mean, it makes sense because they have to host, like, you know, literally thousands of websites on one one computer. Yes. So I, I understand there's RAM is not an infinite resource, but the, the, these modern, like, WordPress themes and things, they, they're apparently only meant to be run on, um, like, you know, quantum supercomputers. <laughs> And, and hyperloops and things. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, they run on the hyperloop. Oh, okay. Got it. Not even a computer, but that's the only thing that can run WordPress now. So they they, they bumped me up from like under 40 megs of RAM to 256. So thank God for that. I also don't recommend GoDaddy. Uh-oh. Good God. Oh, no. That's who I have. Well, that's who I have, too. Yeah, they're not great. They're I mean, they're fine. But they're they're literally like the worst, like the intersection of worst and biggest name. Every other host I've ever used for work or anything is so much better. They had they were very nice on the phone though, but literally all of my free time has been going to this. I did manage to 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 spend some time with our good friend uh, Yusuf Danik, listening to records. That's good. We listened to the first track on Frank Zappa's Hot Rats four times in a row. Okay. 
we literally did that. I believe you, knowing you and him. Yeah. <laughs> that is a thing you would do. It is. And I would go, all right, you guys have some fun. I'm going to go over here. Well, it, it. I don't know that I think of myself as like such a crazy music fan, but that is certainly a thing that we did. Because I, I played it for him, and I was like, this mix sounds nothing like any mix you've ever heard. And it's the original. And we both listened to it once, and he's like, holy shit, that sounds crazy. And then he played it for me on the CD, on the same sound system. And then we listened to it again. <laughs> and then we listened to it again in stereo instead of 5.1. I'm glad you had fun doing that. It was. It was It was delightful. But after that, I drove for an hour to get to St. Pete and went to two art shows. Yesterday was busy. What shows did you go to? Um, uh, two of my friends, Mark Stevens uh, and um, John Suarez, had their solo shows the same night. I was really disappointed at the turnout at uh, Mark's show. I think he was, too, because he vanished not long after I got there. It really bothered me that uh, no one came up, but I think the location is a little quiet and dead and not as arty as uh, John's location. But yeah, it was um, it was it was it was a good night though. I had a good time. You know, they're 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 a good bunch of people. Talked to John uh, for a good long time about his work, and you know, wandered on home, slept about five hours, got up and recorded the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I guess I'm doing well. Super, super, that's, Superman does that's, good. Yeah, Superman does good. You do good as well. Every time you pet a kitten. I guess that, I mean, that's true. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I'm not going to say that there are no selfish reasons that when I pet a kitten, I get enjoyment out of that. You pervert. What? That's why you pet cats. I know. It's, it's, I just wanted to say that. I've been playing Doom. That was, that was your, that, I was going to say that was your cue to tell me about Doom. Uh, Doom's great. Should I just buy it right now? You should. Okay. You will love it. I, it's there's a bunch of games that I want to play. I am, I am denying myself everything lately. Doom is, is the okay. So here's the story on Doom. The multiplayer beta came out like a month ago or something, mm-hmm. and everyone hated it. Uh, everyone's like, "This isn't like it felt." You know, Doom. When you think of Doom, the original Doom, you think like, "Wow, it's like really fast. It's really frantic." Like, there's monsters everywhere, there's fireballs, and it's there's, like, skeletons and skulls everywhere. It's like there's pentagrams painted on the wall. You know, mm-hmm. like, the first time I played Doom and I was like, I'm like, what is this? There's, like, just, like, a oh, yeah. dead, there's, like, gore just hanging yeah, out. It, it, it literally terrified me. I remember, like, getting to the end of the first, the, the first mission or whatever, you know, the first. Mm-hmm. collection of levels and fighting the two hell barons at the end like of what is it level eight level 10 whichever one it is yes and just being horrified i was like this is like i was just so afraid it was so terrifying and the multi- looks, the, 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 the multiplayer beta had none of that stuff in it it, it felt mm-hmm. and like and when people think of like id and multiplayer they think of like quake multiplayer which is also yeah. very fast with rocket jumps and you like one shot rocket kills and just insanity as well and so they're like oh i don't know about this doom what is the single but the single player well the multiplayer was developed by a different company a different developer altogether Bethesda but well Bethesda is publishing it id okay. developed the single player they like they i guess they did some other developer did the multiplayer the single player is 
as Doom as Doom gets. It is modern. That is the original Doom with modern accoutrement. Mm. It is all that same insanity of, like, monsters flying around, throwing fireballs at you, zombies and demons and insane guns, uh, lots of secret things. I in the first level you pull a secret lever and you a door opens and you walk in and the original doom level is there and there's like sprites next to you in your high res <laughs> gun and it's really funny um it is hectic combat a really moody atmosphere chuggy electronic guitars and dirty like Kind of music. The is, music is that. Is that what that is? It kind of. It sounds like that. What, it's really what, good. What? What? What genre is that? Is that the? Da, 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 da. I the don't Beavis know. And, that's a Beavis and Butthead it, genre. Yes, like. basically. Yes. It. It is. It is. It like everything feels right. I. I don't know. It's really fun. It is. And like there is a. It, the combat gets really crazy. Just like you're constantly running around, doing like there's. You can do a double jump. And like, and they have finishing maneuvers. Basically, I'm, I'm watching him jump on a giant demon and punch him in the face right now. Yep, and, and then you, he transformed into a demon himself. What the shit? That's in I think the multiplayer. You can become a revenant. Um, the the demon designs are nice. They look really good. I the weapons are fun and responsive. They all have their own like unique things. You can mod them. There's a whole bunch of they added RPG elements because of course. Uh, of course. But it feels good. Uh, I don't know. It's everything. Are you basically Master Chief in this? No. It is not Master Chief in that you you can carry... I mean, you're. they literally call you the Doom Marine. I mean, to be fair, Master Chief is basically the Doom Marine. Updated. And this is back... Mm-hmm. This is just like, hey, no, this... You are the Doom Marine. And it's like... And there's weird... <laughs> they went full on like, hey... You're, there's this the court like there's the corporation is on Mars and the, mm-hmm. they summon like they are not afraid of just like hey let's make this corporation like literally one of the corporate slogans is like uh, we pave the road to hell. <laughs> it's Jesus really Christ. good. It's I'm not gonna don't want to spoil like what happened. I just went to really interesting a cool thing happened to me like last night when I was playing. It's it's this it's, is so like I'm watching videos for it. It's. It's been a long time since I've played a game that was like actually violent. This is really violent. It looking. is extraordinarily violent. It is mm-hmm. like you are ripping limbs. You are like yeah. You are like punching heads off with like, and that's the thing. Like you can either shoot a guy and he'll die, or when they get to close to death, they'll flash, and you go run up to them and hit your little button. You do a basically a fatality, and then you get a health bonus. But it's the animation is like really fast and. Mm-hmm. It feels good every time. Like when you rip. What, what you, platform did you get it for? Did PC, you say PC? Good. I have it on PC. I wonder uh, if it, I need to upgrade my computer to play it. Um, I have it running on like mostly medium settings, and it looks really good. You, you have. Uh, I mean, Mike. I fuck. I built my computer in 2011. You know, it still does everything I want it to. Very well, except games. Did you see the new NVIDIA card announcement? Uh, I glanced over it. I did not see what it was. They have well, it's new chip architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
if uh, even I like my graphics card is not that old, and I'm already thinking about upgrading because they they announced two cards. One is the the their top of the line, which is like mm-hmm. I think it's like s- over six hundred and something. Oh, okay, the, which which they foolishly called the 1080. I would not. I don't know why you would use that number when it is already associated. Yes, it's um, uh, you really risk confusing the market i think yeah but the that's their top one and then they have a, a you know a secondary card which is a 1070 which is 380 379 that's that's not bad it is i mean the, it is, the unfortunate thing about these things is i mean i don't know i would end up buying two of them but no the 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 379 card is more powerful than a titan it is more powerful than any card on the market right now Titans and Titans cost like eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I, that's why I was shocked when you said six hundred. Well, that's and that's the top of the line. Like I, I'm, I fairly certain that whatever these new chip are, it makes costs much lower. I'm assuming. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm not even that in need of one, but I'm thinking about it eventually getting one of those the three hundred the ten seventies, and I like it seems like. A no-brainer, honestly. Like you get that much power for a reasonable amount of money, considering the comparative cost, especially right now, of like a Titan, which this is more powerful than. That's sort of my problem. Is it's going to be a big project for me, and I might even just buy a whole new computer when I upgrade my video cards because it's it the it's important to me to upgrade and have more monitors. Mm-hmm. I need I need one because I don't use my my the, the computer that I'm sitting at. Like basically all I use it for now is this because it's just not convenient anymore. And I need I would need to, to fix the monitors and turn it into more of a a, a better station. Workstation. You know, finding find, yeah finding one with that supports more than two monitors without doing an SLI or I don't know something that's not gonna. I mean, I wonder about the stress on on the on the card. You know, the slowdown using three or four monitors on one video card. If I need to do an SLI, so this is this is just a ton of research that I need to do. That these upgrades are such a big project for me. By the time the card comes out, there there'll probably be also new motherboard stuff, which is yeah, probably. Know. I mean, that's going to be just as important. Computers are so complicated. So so complicated. I, I, I have thoughts about more computers. I don't, don't need more. Wanna, you don't. You don't. Yeah, computers are great. But I want more. I heart computers. They are good. Doom's great too. You should buy Doom. You'd like it. I I, I do want to buy Doom. But, and I it's, wonder the the campaign is not super long either. I think general like I'm four or five hours in, and I feel like I'm about halfway. Mm-hmm. And of course, I may play it again just because there's multiple difficulties and a lot of secrets that I haven't found. Um, but if you just want to play it the one time, like 10 hours, you're 10 hours, which is not bad. It's weird that it's so short. Well, I, I don't, I have to, I don't, I have to I send think, you this, this review for doom. I think that that is what most campaigns are. Like, I think the expected, uh Oh, shared a photo. I think mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, this is a review for doom. Okay. It will eventually load. I, I think that a 10 hour campaign is actually, I think we, our expectations of length have been bloated by games like Fallout and and uh, Dragon Age and you know Bioware games, Mass Effects and and the all the open world games. I think they've kind of <laughs> that's a good review. Uh, yeah, it's it's the it's the best review. I, I feel like I think I'm I'm happy playing shorter games occasionally because like it's, it's just sixty bucks for 
a 10-hour game. When you go see a movie, how much time you get out of that? Mm, depends on, uh, you know, stuff. <laughs> Not much. Games are honestly cheaper than they've ever been. I get that. Games still cost $60. I. That's how much we paid. God, there's movies in Steam. It's so weird. There are. I think I'm. I had no. I have no regrets with spending my sixty dollars on Doom. It showed. It like it. It feels like I'm playing Doom. It's always a nice feeling. That is. Uh, that is important. I think. Ready to talk about Batman, Eric? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Batman. Let us talk about Batman. Let's talk about Batman. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is the part of the show where Eric and I will assign a longer collective work, discuss it in depth, like would a book club. This week we are reading uh, the 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 middle portion of Scott Sean. Snyder, uh, Greg Capullo's run on Batman, recently completed. It is Zero Year issues eighteen through thirty three. There's a couple in there that are at the beginning are not Zero Year related. Um, there's one issue in here that is literally just like, "Hey, read Batman Eternal." Uh, <laughs> it, like it literally is just an ad for Batman Eternal. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think most of our discussion is largely going to be centered on, on Zero Year, because it is the thing in this. Um, we read a couple issues here and there of Zero Year when it was coming out. Yes. I think that was that was one of the first things we read was uh, number 20. Do you remember? I, I remember I, I remember quite clearly reading that book. Yes. Good. That was that was certainly a bullshit cover. <laughs> um, what... When you think of Batman's origin, you you think of year one? Yeah. No, clearly. That, uh... I, I, certainly one of the, the most important Batman stories. You know, it's... It it probably is my favorite Batman story, but I haven't read it in, many time, in, in a long, long time. I think, um... I don't know. If it wouldn't be, you know, that Batman, it, w- it would possibly be something written by Dennis O'Neill. Then, then maybe you know, lope sale. Okay. In, you know, in in that order, but. Uh, but when you think of Batman's origin, you think of uh, uh, prodigal son returns home and cleans out the corruption of his city. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's what I think. I think, of, and you know, the Nolan Batman movies kind of did the same thing. Like they they clearly cribbed from year one, and this makes it more superhero-y. Mm-hmm. It it the year one is grounded heavily in in like hey it's just a guy dressing up to fight mobsters you know mostly this is much more like these he is fighting people in costumes already you know it, 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 I think a lot I, I don't know if that's to reframe the narrative so that Batman isn't look seen as the cause of the costumes villains because that has often been the narrative like after. You know, bat, there's bad guys. Batman shows up to take out the bad guys. And then the crazy people start showing up in costumes. The Joker appears. So on and so forth. I think I think I like... I don't know. I, I wish more of this story was the last four issues. The ones where Gotham is cut off. Batman's in a cut off Batman shirt riding a dirt bike. Like, that's really cool. But it's mostly, you know, it's only a third of this story. Um, what were your thoughts, Eric? I thought this was really vastly superior to the, the first issues of this. It felt like a real shift. 
I agree with you. Um, did you see? I mean, like just the visual shift. Yes, that of is the color because I mean, FCO Placentia was working, and did I say that right? I, I, as far as I know, I mean, we, we, yeah, we really don't know. Did I, did I at least match your crazy spelling? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, you have. Okay, so yeah, I, I really have wondering about this, and I kind of want to talk to some colorists. Like, when did that happen? Because that is like, it's like an issue to issue shift. Because I was even talking about the sort of '90s gritty, grimy, dookie color of the first couple of issues. And then all of a sudden, bam, Batman's wearing purple gloves. Mm-hmm. There's pink and neon everywhere. I mean, it looks way more modern and it, it, I mean, as a result of it, it feels tremendously different to me. I, I found myself enjoying, and I don't, I don't want to lay it all at the feet of the colorist. I don't think that, you know, you add some bright colors and like, Oh, now I can relate to this. I feel like, I don't know, maybe he got a little bit deeper. You know, Snyder got a little bit deeper, and he's figured out a little bit more about what unique he wanted to say. It it felt, I mean, we, we were talking about death of the family that was basically, he could only do so much, you know, that mm-hmm. he basically had to, it had to begin, It was. it's like a sitcom episode, that it had to begin and end at the same point. Yeah. So how outlandish can you really get? You can't kill a bunch of people or you can't really have too many real deep emotional beats. And at the end, it comes off kind of foamy. This felt like he had a little bit more free reign and understood what he could do with that formula. Do you I think, think it works tremendously better? What, what, what's that? I was You saying that makes me wonder if, if this is Snyder Capullo. You know, it is a question of how much did the colorist... Did they finally say, "Hey, you can do what you want," or finally, mm-hmm. or no, or or saying, "Hey, that stuff we want to do, we can do it now because we are established in this run." Mm. I'm like, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, but I agree with you. Like, it is immediately noticeable. Yes, you immediately like, wow, they are using an entire palette now, mm-hmm. not just five colors of yeah. varying shades of brown and black. It's it is the difference between <laughs> from uh, oh man what was it Batman Returns and Batman Forever it's that different <laughs> it is and it's it's isn't it it's kind of weird to think um, I don't know that the the Batman Forever color palette is kind of where we're at now in comics and it works yeah like it it I don't know I'm really pleased with it. I'm glad that people are using color, and it's not just gray and brown. No, it, especially, I mean, with the like luxury that technology has afforded mm-hmm. artists, I it, it's I'm yeah, it's, it it looks amazing. Yeah, you have the whole RGB slash CMYK color spectrum, and I I will say, you mentioned Batman Forever, and those Schumacher Batman movies are actually more thematically consistent than the Burton ones. Like, they are silly, mm-hmm. but they're silly all the way through. You know, they don't try, and they're not really trying to be... They're campy, and they are not. They do not apologize for that. But the Burton Batman movies are, like, back and forth, which I... I mean, I'm not saying that those Schumacher movies are good. 
I still think I don't really like them that much. But you're, you're saying they're consistent. They are. They are thematic. Like they like. Hey, let's be campy Batman. That's what we are. Let's have Arnold Schwarzenegger in a like d- awful suit say ice mm-hmm. puns for an hour and a half. What killed the dinosaurs? Yeah, I say. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually can't. I, I guess I do like it. Now <laughs> you say that, <laughs> I could watch that. I could. You say that. I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch. Maybe I should watch that movie. <laughs> Get some Arnold I, in there. I, 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 maybe we need to marathon. We need. We need to marathon all of them. Every Batman movie. Well, just those four. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, there's the Batman '66 movie, and then all those that and, I. Yeah, that's we. We. I have already mentioned it. Yeah. We didn't you didn't remember Octopus Repellent? I haven't seen the movie. You haven't ever seen Batman sixty six. I've seen this. Sh- I've seen parts of the show. I understand the idea. Of it. Yeah, the, I think it's really weird that you haven't seen that movie. That I I've, I've I don't watched en- it. I don't necessarily so many times. I don't necessarily enjoy the sixties camp Batman. It's it's certainly bad. A lot of people really but do like it. I don't. It's charming. Yeah, I yeah I I, I understand I understand the appeal. Um, it this but it. Is not a, it like it is striking how like it just goes from like hey everything is dark and brown and then suddenly wow there's like pinks and purples and greens and blues and reds and everything's nice like it looks really nice um oh, do you like the overall th- this new origin you think it is suitable it's uh, I think that's a weird question what do you mean by is it suitable is it appropriate. Uh, that's that's the same. <laughs> that's the, that means the same thing. I know. That's... Is it appropriate? Yes. I mean, it's a fucking Batman story. But I just okay. When you th- okay, okay. How about this? <laughs> Different question. Same tenant. When you think of Batman's origin, mm-hmm. when you think of your Batman, yeah, in your head, your head cannon, as those kids like to say, mm-hmm. what origin do you think of? Do you still think of year one? No, I think of the Christopher Nolan movie. Okay. Well, I mean, it's close enough, honestly. Yeah. No, I, uh, of course. Uh, but this has not supplanted it. You haven't gone like, oh, okay. I completely, no. I am, I am on board with this. No, it's, it's, it's not going to do that. Like when I, what I do, I think of the Christopher Nolan movie now and I think of Batman, the animated series. And I think that this, reminds me in equal measure of both of those in the ways that I want it to. It does sort of tell its own story. Like it, it, I was very down on zero year when we were reading it before mm-hmm. we were jumping in and out, but I think in context, it, it, it feels a lot better. It reads a lot better. I don't know. Maybe just compared to that last Joker story, it's a lot less rough. But I, I don't know. I was so much happier reading this than than reading before. It, it, I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he's doing good things. You know, he's made a good call. It's certainly very different and weird, but it feels like it's just going to get rewritten anyway. So who cares? Does that make sense? I was going to ask the next. The next thing I was going to wanted to ask you was. Like, do you think that origin stories are for these heroes that mm-hmm. are so established in our zeitgeist now? Do you think they even do you need to retell them at any point? I'm no, I'm sick of origin stories. I think it's it's a tired thing in comics that 
we just keep seeing them over and over and over and over and over again. I think it's, I don't know, people like to come in on an origin story because they want to feel like they're at the ground level and they want to understand the character and his or her background. And But, like, how many times do you need to see a Superman origin story? How many times do you need to see, we know the hell happened to Batman. We, I don't know. I think that where this succeeds is where it, I mean, it, it shows his struggle and it shows him fucking up and it shows him trying to be a better Batman, you know? Yeah. Starting out as just, you know, superhuman billionaire athlete, mm-hmm. you know, and becoming like insane crime fighter guy. It's, I think that that works really well, but, um, mm. I don't know. I, I agree with you that it, I think it succeeds on a storytelling level. Like it tells the story it's trying to go for. It looks on both uh, in writing and in art. Mm-hmm. It is successful. I just don't at this point, re- trying to reframe Batman's origin seems yeah. in it. In, in a large way, it doesn't necessarily do it drastically it the only thing it reframes is the fact that oh now there's the red hood gang around mm-hmm. and like oh and then the rid and then it the riddler is his first big villain which i don't mind I, the riddler in this i think is i think i feel like snyder's riddler is way like he has a much better grasp on him than his joker at least so far no it's a good riddler he's such a gross person though oh yeah that's i mean He's such a he's such a gross neck beard. It's he, just so weird. I've, it just it makes him so easy to revile. It is. I think that is the natural like a, a modern archetype for the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Is absolutely well, actually, kind of person is that mm-hmm. is exactly the Riddler. Um, yeah, it, it's about it's about ethics and, and riddle telling. <laughs> uh, I just it it is hard to when you're taking batman who's a character that's 80 years old mm-hmm. and has been and his origin has changed and changed and changed i don't necessarily think that the frank miller and david mazzucchelli year one is outdated honestly like i feel like that like the nolan movies used it and it felt appropriate you know mm-hmm. i don't like modernizing an origin i understand that is a, a thing that happens uh like you know tony stark has had it, his the war that he got kidnapped in and had to build his robot suit has changed like four times over the span yeah. of his uh, 60 years that he's been a character. I understand that version, but the Batman thing doesn't it, this makes it just like more superhero-y, I guess. I think and I, which I'm not necessarily against. I generally prefer I, I don't know, it, it it or not even super like it has like a Batman's rogues gallery more tied into it, I guess. But you're saying it's it doesn't feel what grounded nece- in, moder- ne- well, in reality. They're in necessary. Times. I think that's I think that is the thing. Like it doesn't feel like this. Just feels like hey, Scott's. We have a new Fifty Two. We need to have a new Batman origin. So let's tell it. And I'm like I I don't know. It it's as good as it can be. I suppose. I don't know. I and I do want to. I think that is my, my major complaint about this. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's an origin story. It's the fact like. We have already mentioned this multiple times since we've read it, but the moment in Punisher Max when Frank Castle, his rib gets shotgunned away. Yes. And we're like, oh, that people don't work like that. (laughs) 
And there's a moment in this story where Batman has a fractured skull. Right. And I don't... He's just, he's just like, fuck it. I'm, where's my costume? Yeah, my I'm okay. formal wear. Where, yeah, it's my formal wear. Which, I mean, I, that's, I like it. It's clever. Um, but it's hard for me. Like, you know, the story is Batman always wins. And I always prefer... I don't know a story that challenges Batman on an intellectual level. Like that's the, the that's the kind of the thing with the Riddler is that you know mm-hmm. he is a intellectual challenge to Batman. You know he he wants to prove that he's smarter. Um, but having Batman like w- that moment when Alfred goes, "Oh no, your skull is broken." I'm like, "Oh well, what? I, why am I reading this? This is crazy. This is insane." No man, I don't care who you are. You can be the toughest man alive. You have a fractured skull. When the next moment you get hit in the head, your your brain shut will shut down. Like it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm I can. It's not the like I'm sure it's a, there's pain involved, but like a body cannot function. It's like saying, oh, you your half your heart is not working. Like that doesn't it doesn't work. Your lungs. Like, like you just can't keep going through that. Like. It is it that immediate like inflicting so much physical damage on Batman and like seeing how tough he is. It does nothing for me at this point. Sure, he can get injured. I'm no, I'm fine with like the John McClane level of injured, where like yeah, he has like glass in his feet, so he's running around. There's bloody footprints everywhere, or like yeah, he got his bruises, or he's got beaten up. But after that fight with the Red Hood gang, where like half his body is stitches, I'm like it just. No, there's a there's a point of diminishing return on uh, making these statements about his tenacity. Yeah, you I, know, watching him get the beat the fuck up and die. I, I it did not. I I kind of glossed over it way more so well, than I did in Punisher. Well, you have to because otherwise, no, I didn't even think about it too much here. I mean, the skull thing, I'll give you that did stand out to me, but I was just like, okay, they're just gonna pretend that's not real. <laughs> I. I mean, literally, I just like, I, I'm like, they're going to pretend that that didn't happen. They're going to go past it, whatever. But I mean, I do think that, I mean, this riddle, this Riddler does, it, it captures it really well. And it gets to the heart of what is good about the relationship of those two characters. No, I I thought the the, I, cl- the climax of that, you know, with the the riddle of, of Batman answering the blade. Like, mm-hmm. I, that was really good. That was an excellent moment. I just, it, and I think I've mentioned this before, when you present Batman as a human, mm-hmm. a peak human, like, the best human, like, smart, like, super athlete, tr- super, like, trained in everything, but a human, not Superman, you can't have things done to him that are in, that are not, it just, it really it breaks my immersion it bothers me and it and it makes me feel like you you want superman to like in the superman batman going crazy uh you want batman okay do you feel like bat in the batman is you they paint him as an under do you agree with this statement he is painted as an the underdog like you, we are rooting for batman because all odds are against him i think it it can depend on the story in this story uh, certainly in the zero year story, he is the underdog. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, there, he does not have a lot going for him, but it's not, I I don't know that it's the typical Batman story. We root for him because he's a, 
for the sake of finding out the mystery, it's the detective story. Okay. I feel like I, I feel like that is possibly I, I don't know. I, I question which one is more common. I don't there, know. There are there are plenty of stories. Like I do think that I don't know, the the Christopher Nolan, the first Batman movie, is kind of that story. I think I I've talked many times that um these Snyder Batmans have that kind of theatrical sort of over the top feeling to them as well. Yeah. I feel like yeah, they I don't know. Well, I think it's we are we are post the early two thousands mm-hmm. uh, Cassidy or, or Brian Hitch. You know, they, they were you know, they were very like with I don't know I've heard people describe it as like the widescreen comic. Yeah. You yeah. know, all, you know, they use big big double page splash pages or you know they it's big scenes and and like they look like action movies uh yeah it was big and photorealistic and yeah yeah and i think that we are seeing kind of a lot of i'm it it feels like capullo is using that but you know integrating it sort of into and it's batman you know i feel like because it's batman you naturally work towards that i don't know it's it's hard to say i do agree with you and and like especially like it 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 is i don't know maybe just scott snyder and and cupola are are, they naturally want to do that Mm -hmm. and it kind of makes sense with a a, i don't know like when you're not when you're telling a this is not a detective story at least especially not this this arc in particular no it is uh very much full-on super heroics um i think the natural inclination is to draw from that instead of like a noirish and batman the animated series look or or you know what what uh Loeb and sale did which is also uh, you know also a noir mystery inspired kind of thing um what do you think about the bone guy the, the dr death i thought it was very creepy i i liked it being in there it's very i mean it's it's definitely a, a horror element yeah, so I'm not even one percent surprised it's in there. <laughs> yeah, it's probably the most obvious, um, the most obvious pastiche from from horror that has been in this comic. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. What was what? what what's your thought? No, I I like him, and like I because he's a new villain. I feel like that is he feels kind of like a man bat thing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, science gone yeah. wrong. Yeah, definitely. And that, I mean, that is fine. I think my, I think we, I complained about the Joker and death of the family, you know, that gross face hanging on Joker because it took the Joker and pushed him into a place. I don't think he belongs. I don't, the, the fear of, from the Joker, I, you know, I don't, it's not because he look, he's gross looking, you know, it's not because he like is a nasty monster. Um, but with this character, the, 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 I feel like it can be added into the rogues gallery, and it makes perfect sense. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, along with Croc and uh, and and Man Bat, and even and even Mister Freeze to an extent. Um, you know, they're the science gone wrong villains, and like that is a place in Batman's pantheon of villains. Um, he is certainly creepy. So you, I think that relating this back to the whole idea of. Uh... As Batman, as the suprahuman, as opposed to the superhuman. Right. I mean, this stuff is. I mean, it. It. 
I mean, there's supernatural stuff in the DC universe. There's a ghost story as a backup story in one of these issues. Mm-hmm. There is. You know, it's a good one too. I like. I, I'm I'm finding that I like Tinian a lot more than my initial impressions. The guy is uh, the guy's solid. Um, I don't know. Is that what Batman should be to you? That it should be even when he's facing off against something that is bigger than him. That it's him struggling with his limitations. Because it it does seem like. People tend to ignore that. They tend to ignore that he is just regular dude. Yeah, it's. I was. I think at some point I we we got sidetracked, but or I probably lost track of what I was going to say. But mm-hmm. presenting him as you can't, he can't be the best man ever, and also be an underdog. It feels that feels mm-hmm. counterintuitive to me. It is like narratively dissonant. When you present, hey, this guy's the most badass man you've ever met in yeah. your entire life. And then, like, oh, no, he can't handle this thing. He, he can't be the guy that always wins. It, like. And and be the underdog. Right. You you can't have both. I can't have it both ways. Like, I do think that it's it's just it's just by the nature of it. It's a more interesting story. Yeah, I agree. To, 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 to you know, you, you, everyone wants to root for the underdog. But I don't know. I think people are precious they don't want to see their batman being vulnerable maybe i'm i wonder what it is i i like i mean it's 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 become a problem just because batman as a character is very much like he always wins he's so he's so prepared there's no situation that he's not prepared for and the only way that they've really attacked him in the past is by either killing or maiming his friends like they killed joker beats jason todd to death or he or he shoots uh barbara like and like like that's the only like he himself is invulnerable like the only time and even like bane broke his back and i thought that was like say what you will about what happens after that with azrael in that Mm storyline which is not very good but uh extreme batman yeah I, i i but i find the the nightfall story very compelling because it shows batman as vulnerable Mm hmm. I I think it's really fascinating and I actually done very well. Like this 90s as a lot of that story is uh, the lead up to it. That moment when Bane finally breaks Batman, like it's really good because it has it shows Batman. Well, we don't really see him much uh, in that he is vulnerable and weak. And it seems a lot of modern Batman stories are afraid to go that route because Mm -hmm. he has become the biggest boy scout and like they everyone calls superman the boy scout batman's the boy scout he's prepared for everything yeah he's prepared yeah and uh hashtag opti <laughs> oh no you said it uh it's i don't like maybe sometimes present batman is not pre- like something that he's not prepared for and then see how he deals with it i don't know it's just i mean it's it would make for a richer story yeah uh that's that is i think why the detective stories are so much more compelling is this something that he's unprepared for. It's something that confuses him and it Then he figures it out. That, exactly. Yeah. You go down that journey with him about figuring it out. God almighty, it's like But I don't know. I think there is a, a portion of people who buy Batman comics because they know he's gonna win. I mean that's a lot of superhero comics in general, but I feel like they they're just like, I just want to see the end where Batman wins. These are the same people that just want to see him jump out of buildings and punch guys in the face. And just, just like saying the word Batman. Batman? Yeah. Just Batman. It, 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 yeah. 
I, I guess people that are thoughtful and, uh, you know, like character and story, I, I, I guess that's more rare. I don't know. Or they're not necessarily people reading Batman all the time? Probably so. Do you think that there's more Joker stuff that happens after? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm seeing covers with 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 uh, faux hawk Joker. Yeah, right up. Now, knowing that we really haven't read much of that stuff, are, when you see Red Hood fall into the vat of stuff, are you led? Are is your first inclination? Oh, that's the Joker. I've always accepted that that is who it is. Okay. You know, but I mean, I guess that that's the whole thing is it's the mystery. Yeah. Whether it is or isn't, I'm fine with that. I think that it is probably better to, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's fine to make me wonder about something. I don't, that's not something I need a definitive answer on. I think that's something that the Joker, the Joker should be compelling. And if you spell too many things about him out, what's compelling about it right 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 i agree i'm just i don't i i feel like it may be a little too on the nose showing it i don't know i don't like the red hood as a villain he's okay i just find him kind of boring he is a little bit boring to me he's like a he's like a proto batman villain yeah it, it makes sense to have him fight him before he's really batman that's true i agree with that I just I just don't know what he's supposed to be. You know, I don't know what his deal is. Like every mm-hmm. Batman villain has a gimmick. Right. He's just a guy that wears a helmet. And he's like, Hey, I'm a mastermind. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. so is the Riddler. Yeah. And the Riddler's much more unique in that, you know, he has the whole riddle thing. The whole I want to be the smartest. Mm-hmm. But the Red Hood's just like, hey, I'm doing criminal stuff, but I'm kind of like, hey, I'm maybe be the Joker. That's why I'm doing crazy things occasionally. Or, but I'm not. You don't know. I don't know. I agree with that. I I do like when you after you say it. I do like that he is. You're right. The proto Batman fights the proto mm-hmm. whatever proto villain. But I I, I, I gen, in general I agree. This is much more palatable than especially that Joker story. Mm-hmm. And. I think the storytelling is on par in Court of Owls, but the art in this is superior simply because, like, the colors of, are oh, yes. so much better. Like, I like all that Court of Owls stuff, but it is, like, gray. Like, gray and black. And this mm-hmm. is like, hey, like, that. remember that? It's, like, good story, but it also, it looks very colorful and modern. It's And that's a isn't that strange that the origin story, supposedly set in the past, looks more modern than the comics that were... <laughs> present <laughs> i think it just took them a while to figure it out i i i wonder if i wonder what the decision was like who said okay now start doing this like if they were lobbying dc editorial to change it yeah I'm, or, that's that that is i don't want to try and paint dc editorial as some sort of monolith that but that is my first inclination mm-hmm. because these are all these creators are smart and competent and i assume they want their comic book to look as good as it can and i i my first inclination is to say that they had to earn the trust of the editorial staff to let them make their comic book look like a modern comic book and then when they could do that they did as soon as they could but it's all that's all supposition i don't know it doesn't speak well to the general thoughts about dc editorial 
when my first inclination is to say, oh, yeah, they probably just wanted to look as, like, old, boring Batman. That sounds right. Especially all that stuff that come, has come out about the sexual harassment stuff. Oh, God. Um, you're you're more up on this series as a whole now, Eric? Yeah, I feel much more positive about it. Yeah, I, I think this was an easier read. Yes, it was. And, it, it it felt good to read this. And I like it's kind of crazy how much the colors add mm-hmm. to it. It's a lot. I think Kapula's art is just as good, but those those colors make a world right. difference. Like it just it it makes it feel cool, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna load up eighteen and nineteen in two different tabs and put them next to each other. Well, that's it. the the eighteen is the Cubert. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying it's very different. I'm gonna pull up a different one. But you know, there's Ghost Story. Still very gray. It's like they're dipping their toe into the the brightness, though. That's certainly. You know, I'd like to hear more about that from insiders. I think. There's a lot of stuff that came out around Syria, a lot of interviews and stuff. I'm, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's if it's in one of those pieces. I didn't really ever read all of it. I'm curious, it might be. I'll I'll actually I'll dig in in the, in the next week before we get to the last our last chapter, and I can uh, we can see what we find. Um, anything else you want to touch on? I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I I like this. This is good. I like Gamergate Riddler. Well, like quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like to hate him. Like to hate him. I mean, that's what a good villain is. Oh yeah. But next week, guys, we'll be reading Batman thirty-four through fifty-one. It's the the last of it. It will, will be, would be a, it's Endgame, and then uh, was it Super Heavy, which is the Jim Gordon uh, as robot Batman, and then the 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 finale of Snyder's uh, run on the series. Snyder Snyder Capullo's run on the series. So. Well, and then then we'll have it, and then we'll say we've read this, and we can have a final, definitive opinion, right, Eric? Mm-hmm. The most definitive. Oh, utmost. Mm-hmm. But read along. We. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Uh, with that, we can call it a day. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You find handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find links to everything there. To our Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Twitter at hour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Uh, please, you like if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. You know, anything helps. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me online at MixmasterSerial. No, we'll see. Find me online on Twitter. And at Mixmaster Serial, M I X M A S T E R C E R E A L. Eric, where can they find you online? Well, you can watch me keep uploading CSS to uh, freewillunlimited.com. Watch me as I continue to break it in real time. Uh, that's where my portfolio is. <laughs> uh, and you can see most of the things I get up to online at ericzgoodnight.com. Uh, that includes my Instagram, where I'm known as Easy Goodnight, and my Twitter where I'm at Mr. Bad Example, spelled MR Bad Example. So with that folks, have a good one. Rock and roll.